Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Halfway home with you here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Chris Thomas taking you until... Six o'clock, our buddy Caleb Johnson will take you till 10 o'clock then. So don't go anywhere. You got to keep it locked and loaded here on Sports Radio 929 The Game. This hour, as always, brought to you by our buddies at Mark Spain Real Estate. Let's head out to the WadeFord.com hotline and keep this Braves conversation rolling. Going to open up the phones again to you guys in about 20 minutes at 404 726 Justin, how are you, sir? Doing well. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. Appreciate you hopping on. All right, so let's start with the $64,000 question here. Ronald Acuna and his contract situation. This, I believe it was you, my friend, who asked the question, correct, about his contract situation? I I did. I did. I asked if he wanted to be a Brave for life. Yes, and then that uh, caught wind, earth, wind, and fire, shall I say. It blew up all over ESPN, CBS, but... That, that wasn't necessarily the question in totality. So now that I have you on the air, I want you to explain the format of the question and then what Ronald's answer exactly meant. Yeah, so I just asked him, like I did, I prefaced by saying, hey, I know you've got a handful of years left on that deal, but would you want to be a Brave for life? Or I think I said, you know, would you want to spend your entire career with the Braves? I think it, you know, how I put it. And kind of without thinking, he said, like, yeah, you know, yeah, it's not a secret that I want to be a brave for life. And he said, hopefully, you know, I hope to be here forever. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we can make that happen soon. And I think, like, the way I took it was that he was kind of, you know, giggling. And he just, I mean, he loves the Braves. Like, I mean, he loved being here. He loves his teammates. Um, you can tell that him and Smith have, you know, a good relationship. I know there was a lot made of that a few years ago. And so I think uh, – yeah, it kind of got spun out a little bit by, I think, people who just got the quotes and said he was, you know, demanding a new deal. I think I, I took it as, like, the question I asked was if he want to be here his entire career. And to me, it was him just expressing that he really loved it here. And, you know, of course he was. And, he, you know, he would. And he didn't have to think about it to say it. So, I, yeah, no way they performed. Did I take that as Ronald Acuna pressuring Alex Anthopoulos in the Braves front office? I just took it as, like, you know, look, he's, he's, he's really happy here. And Justin, here's the thing, right? Like everyone thinking they're slick CBS sports and whatever posting the headlines, like, Hey guys, here's a secret. Everybody in the freaking world, Justin knows Ronald Acuna is the most underpaid athlete in America. And that's not a secret. Like people, this that shouldn't have taken anybody by storm that there would be natural questions coming up about the state of his contract as he enters making $17 million a season when he could be making $47 million a season, if that makes sense to you. Yeah. 
And I think, like, look, I mean, years ago, uh, that was the number that he wanted to get to, and he got to it, and the Braves got to it, and he agreed to the deal. And, yeah, there's not really, like, it's different, right? This isn't football. Like, nobody's holding out. There's no threat of anybody holding out. I mean, he's not going to – he agreed to the deal, and, you know, he's he's got to go play. And I don't – yeah, I never even took – anything of it that, you know, he was unhappy or this or that or the other thing. Like, I don't, I don't know that at all. Like, I wouldn't know him, honestly, well enough to know, like, his closest confidence, confidants uh, know him. So, I, I don't, you know, and I'm comfortable saying that. Like, I wouldn't know, you know, if he is unhappy. But any sign I've ever gotten is that he's not. He loves it here. But, yes, I think you're going to look at, I mean, shoot, what Juan Soto gets next winter. Um you know, months from now, and you might say, like, man, you know, maybe Acuna should even have more than that considering he's a way more complete player than Soto is in terms of all the tools he gives you. But, yeah, I mean, he's pretty that's, – that's the, that's the best bargain in baseball and probably will be for a long time. And that's what just makes it so funny is every everyone was out here thinking that this is some grandiose shock that came out to everybody. It's like, no, if Ronald's team and Ronald's agent isn't in his ear saying you are vastly underpaid, then, then Justin, they're not doing their job. It's their job to try to make sure that their client, their family member, their friend is paid accurately for his services. So I just thought that whole thing and the way you said, I thought you said, well, it was overblown because Ronald knows his value. If Ronald doesn't know his value, then somebody in his camp isn't doing their job. All right. So with that out of the way, the actual things that are going on on the field, I need your help, Justin. Talk me off the ledge about Jared Kelnick because a guy that's a career 202 hitter with over 200 at bats and a guy that's in a, or over 200 games played who's never made it through a full season in the big leagues to be entrusted with an everyday left fielder spot on a championship contending team just makes me a little nervous. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I think what I would say is this. When you look – when you look at how the Braves have structured it with the long-term contracts and backloading such, you know, those deals, um, the payroll is going to rise, right? And I think there's nobody, like, spending like the Mets and Yankees and Padres did last year. Like, that's, that's more of the exception and not the rule. And so I think when you look at the type of payroll flexibility the Braves had this winter, um, Alex said the payroll would rise, and, you know, he, he was telling the truth. It, it did. Uh, and the Braves might be paying him the luxury tax for the second straight year. But I think when you look at that and you need pitching, you know, you need a left fielder, you want to kind of remake the bullpen a little bit. I, I don't know that they could have gotten a better left fielder. Like I looked at some of those free agent options, whether it's like K. Oscar, you know, Hernandez or, you know, somebody else. I, I really think that, I mean, you could factor it out as like 15 to 17 million, I think is what they believe. You know, they, the figure they took for Kalanick over, you know, the next few years plus his arbitration. So, I mean, if you look at this, it's like a guy with like, so, you know, a lot of control. Um, but I, I do think, I do think, you know, I, I get where, what you're saying, but I think it's a tooled up guy, former top prospect. You know, he showed flashes through half a season before his emotions got the best of him last summer. Um, and I think that you take a shot on it. And the reason I think that is because, look, if they've identified this guy, the Braves, you know, front office deserves some credit, deserves some leeway on things like this, deserves uh, kind of some benefit of the doubt. And if they thought a shot was worth it, I think it's worth it, especially because you've got such a good lineup here that 
anybody you brought in at left field short of a star was going to hit seventh, eighth, or ninth. And I don't really think that that makes or breaks the team. Like, I think that you can change that. If midseason that's not going well, like, you can always trade for somebody. Or you can always, you know, address it again next offseason. I mean, yes, they took on bad contracts to get him and had to spin those off by taking on, you know, another contract. Um, and so they obviously believe in him. But I think he's young enough where he's going to be able to fit here for a few years. Obviously, they saw something in his swing. They want to get, you know, him in their hitting program. And he's going to play better defense than Eddie Rosario. I think he's more athletic. Uh, I, I The way I see it is, like, it's kind of like he could have more pa- – you know, Eddie Rosario with more power. I don't know if it's, he's going to bring the same bat-to-ball skills in terms of the strikeout rate, but I think he can give this, a similar offensive output, if not better, um, and he costs less. And I think that's what you need eventually is, like, the Braves, yes, took on contracts to get him, but when you're in the stage they are with so many guys locked up and the, you know, the sal- their salaries each year rising and that CBT figure already so high because it's taken on you know, the AAV of contracts, I think you kind of eventually need to work in a pre-arbitration guy to keep the salaries down. And they were going to always – I think they were always going to need to hit on a guy like that who was pre-arbitration – in their lineup because of how much is set. Talking all things Atlanta Braves with our buddy Justin Toscano of the AJC. Make sure you check out his stuff there. All right, along the same vein now, um, I'm a little less bullish on Chris Sale than everybody else is just because he hasn't done it, Justin. 2018 was the last time he was a representative pitcher in Major League Baseball, and you're counting on him and Bryce Elder being a guy that completely collapsed at the second half of the season last year to anchor the back end of your rotation. I'm just not sure that's as strong of a combo as people are making it out to be. Yeah, I see. I definitely see the concerns, right? Because with Sale, like, you look at it from 2020 to 2022, he made, I think it was like 11 starts or whatever. You know, you had the Tommy John, you had the fractured ribcage, you had the wrist broken wrist in the bike accident. You had this, you know, even a stress reaction in the left shoulder last year. Uh, yeah. In 2023. Um, and that, that, I look at that and I'm like, man, that's a big risk. Uh, now do I think Vaughn Grissom had all the value in the world as a standalone prospect in a deal? No, like probably not like the Braves, you know, eventually they were going to need to use that bullet. And I don't think Vaughn would have fit on, you know, really on the opening day roster on the roster this year, uh, you know, in terms of somebody that could get everyday playing time. So I think the Braves had to kind of use the bullet when they could. Um, but I do see why Chris Sale's a risk. I guess what, I'll t- what I'd tell you is, like, when healthy, it looks like, you know, the stuff is not what it was, you know, in previous years, in 2018 and before. But I think it's, like, reasonably close where you could just expect him to be a number four starter, number three starter, and you're paying him, you know, what you are. Uh, eventually kind of around Charlie Morton range um, is what it will work out to be. And, and I think he gives you an added edge. Uh, I really do. I really think that's what he gives the Braves. But I do think that, I mean, he made 20 starts last year. He ended September on a really good run. I think if you keep him healthy, which the Braves have, dude, I would say, you know, other than the starting five, they've got three or four good depth starters that they could use to keep him healthy. Um, and to give him proper rest, as they do with Charlie Morton and others who need it. Uh, I, I think that there's a chance that works. But, yeah, like in terms of, I guess, the way Alex has operated in the past, I guess that surprised me a little bit just with the injury risk. But, obviously, the Braves felt 
good about the medicals and things like that. And I, I think for Bryce Elder, I mean, yeah, it's like that's like the big question, right? The million-dollar question is like, did he overperform in the first half or was he just tired in the second half? I think it's somewhere in between. Like, I think maybe he overperformed a little bit in that first half. But if Bryce Elder were to have a 3-5 ERA over a full season this year, I don't think it would shock me. Like, I think he's a good pitcher. I think he knows what he's doing. Does he have the velocity? Does he have the strikeout stuff? No, that's not who he is. But I think he knows what he's doing. I think he's a good pitcher. I think he knows himself. Um, and I, I think a lot of it last year was the grind of a full season. Like, I, I'm not sure that us in the media know quite what starts 20 to 32 are like for guys playing a full season and pitching a full season. And I wonder, like, him going through that for the first time, I wonder how much that really affected him uh, because it seemed like he just got worn down. And I think, you know, that he, he made mention of that, didn't make excuses, but made mention of it when we spoke to him here a few days ago of just how long it is. So I, I get where you're coming from. And I think that's the one thing that's going to be answered this year, right, is, like, did they do enough with the pitching? Like, you could argue that they took, you know, they needed a bona fide quality starter, like a top, you know, maybe not front of the rotation guy, but top half of the rotation guy. And you could argue, you know, is Chris Sale that? And based on the results this year, like, you're probably going to get your answer. Uh, and I, I, so I think that, yeah, like, there's a scenario in which the Braves pitching blows up again. Um, but I do think, I do think there's an educated risk. So as I let you go here, last one, wrapping up our conversation with Justin Toscano of the AJC, make sure you check out his stuff there. The four words that will follow this team for the entire season said on the first day of camp, World Series or bust. Do you agree and did you like that missive being put out there by the players? Yeah, I look as like a sports writer. I mean, I've been around it. It's incredibly difficult to get guys to say that, even if they think it, and for good reason, right? It puts the target on your back. It, uh, it's tough to shake. It follows you around the whole season. But I, I like it. I mean, I think, why should they be afraid? I mean, you look at this roster top to bottom, and I think it should be the best in baseball again. I guess you've got the Dodgers and their star power, but I think the Braves are so deep in that lineup especially and could be in the pitching staff, you know, especially in the bullpen, that I like the roster as the best in baseball again. Uh, I, I like the confidence. I think that's what they're missing is a little bit of that attitude, a little bit of edge. But you could argue that, yeah, like maybe once it's all said and done, that maybe this it, did it worse for them to talk about it. And if they don't do it, it looks worse. I didn't have a problem with it just because I think a lot of those things are, you know, it's, it's fun to hear what they actually think. But I understand, like, some people who might be more reserved about that and like kind of that business-like approach uh, to things. But, hey, like, I mean – everybody's thinking it, right? Like fans, the players, like the players just said, what the fans and everybody should think about this team. And I think you look at the roster from top to bottom, anything less than a World Series would be a disappointment. That's how good they are. All right, Justin, appreciate the time. As always, enjoy the rest of spring training. We'll catch up soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Chris. All right, that is Justin Toscano of the AJC. Give him a follow on Twitter and check out his stuff there. All right, when we get back, I'm going to start talking to you again. Phone lines reopen. 404-726-0929, 404-726-0929. You just heard me talking about it with Justin. It is the topic of the day. Did the Braves do enough this offseason to win another World Series? As I just discussed with Justin, I'm not so sure. Jared Kelnick in left field, giant question mark. Back end of the rotation, giant question mark. The bench, 
Giant question mark. If you think I'm wrong, it's your time to tell me. 404-726-0929. Hey, if you think I'm right, too, I take those phone calls, too. Don't get me wrong, but your call is coming up next. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, Odyssey app. Listen, I understand what Justin Toscano was saying about the Atlanta Braves taking a chance on Jared Kelnick in left field. And I understand what Justin Toscano was saying about taking a chance on Chris Sale. I just don't think it's good enough. That's my problem. I just don't think it's good enough right now. This team is ready. The four words again, World Series or bust. That's not me. That's not Noel. That's not Justin. That's not John Fricky. Anybody you've been hearing from today, that's A.J. Minter, and that is Spencer Strider. So when you have the tag on you of World Series or bust, you need to act accordingly. And in my opinion, bringing in Jared Kelnick to play left field and bringing in Chris Sale and counting on Bryce Elder to have back end of the rotation spots is not doing everything you need to do to live up to World Series or bust. So that's what I'm taking your calls on right now. Line them up at 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. Do you agree that the Braves, yes, did enough to win another World Series this offseason? Or no, they did not. I also put up a poll on my Twitter at C Thomas Radio. And let's check the results. Did the Braves do enough to win another World Series? Right now, yes is leading the way by a long shot. So most of you out there disagree with me at 62%. No holes in left field, starting pitching bench, 28%. And then I threw this third option in there because I knew somebody would call and complain or hit me up on Twitter if I didn't put it in, and that is that they were good enough already, meaning that they didn't even need to make any additions that Run it back squad would have been good enough to win a World Series. So that's what we're talking about right now. I'm taking your calls at 404-726-0929. And it comes down to this. If you're the Atlanta Braves and you're the Los Angeles Dodgers and you're the Houston Astros, in my opinion, those are the three teams as things stack up right now that are able to win a World Series or at least should have the expectation of making it to a World Series going into the season. Those are the three teams, in my opinion. So with that being said, heavy lies the crown, right? If you're one of those three teams, you can't afford to have a hole here, a hole there, a pending situation here, counting on a rookie here, bringing in a stopgap guy here, counting on a guy that's never done it, Jared Kelnick. Because you are one of the few. You are one of those teams that are able to say, going into the 2024 season, I am one of the top teams in baseball. If you were one of the teams below that, the Orioles, the Rangers, the Cardinals, the Cubs, the you know the teams, the same players that are in it every year. Those guys, maybe you can justify saying, hey, listen, we think we're close but maybe not 1,000% close just yet. So what we're going to do is we're going to bring in a guy and we're going to take a couple of chances. We're going to bring in a Jared Kelnick in left field and we're going to hope that he becomes the player that we think he can be. 
if the Orioles this offseason made a move for Jared Kelnick, I would think it would make perfect sense. You surround him with all that extra young talent. You bring him in. Same thing even if they brought in Chris Sale. I think both of those players would have been natural fits, maybe even more so in Baltimore than they would be in Atlanta. Because Baltimore, sure, as you know what, needs as many reliable starting pitchers as they can get. They need guys that can come in and solidify that rotation. They're a more apt team, in my opinion, to take a chance on a guy like Chris Sale, to take a chance on a guy like Jared Kelnick, than the Atlanta Braves are. The Atlanta Braves are simply not in that position. They are the creme de la creme in Major League Baseball. And you need to also start thinking, I know we just cleared everything up with Justin Toscano about the Ronald Acuna situation, but guys, it's no secret eventually he's going to want that fat paycheck. It's no secret that he's eventually going to want to say, hey, uh, guys, yeah, I am uh, the most underpaid player in sports, and it's not even close, so let's make sure that my contract next season looks a uh, little bit more like what it should. Instead of $17 million a year, you know, he's worth 40 or $50 million a year. Can you realistically ask to go from $17 million a year to $45 million a year? I mean, I guess you could, but at the same time, mm, we'll have to wait and see. But the point is... How much longer are you going to have these situations for? Ozzy Albies, top five second baseman in MLB. I don't care what any list you bring me says. He's eventually going to want to get paid. So you need to take advantage of these sorts of years where you're paying less money to those superstars and you have more to go out and bring in other stars. So you're telling me that you're potentially putting up one of another season, which would be the third in a row, to chance for the Braves' core because you brought in Jared Kelnick and you brought in Chris Sale as your potential place fillers for left field and the back end of your rotation. That's why I'm so adamant about this. Because this is not, again, Minnesota. This is not the Yankees who are trying to get back somewhere. You're there. You're the Atlanta Braves. You're competing with the best of the best of the best, sir. That's where you are as a franchise right now. So if you're sitting here telling me, that the Atlanta Braves should be competing for a World Series, then they need to be able to do everything that they need to do to be ready to compete for a World Series. <sighs> that's, that's where I'm at today with this, guys. I just can't justify with a team that's so close to becoming a dynasty in MLB that they're going to put their trust in a guy like Jared Kelnick and a guy like Chris Sale to be integral parts of this team. They're not coming in saying Jared Kelnick's going to be our fourth out outfielder or he's going to be a guy that we bring in to pinch hit off the bench every once in a while. He's one of their main guys, and Chris Sale's going to make a start every fifth day. So you're telling me that that's good enough? I, mm, I, I just don't see it right now. Again, I hope I'm wrong. And I hope Chris Sale and Jared Kelnick both make the All-Star game and they can shut me right up. And Chris Sale goes 16-6 and six with a 3-4 ERA and Jared Kelnick hits 280 with 25 home runs and 80 RBIs. I hope so. But as of right now, I just don't see it. At least clear enough to say that I'm good with it being the plan going into opening day. 404-726-0929. Jack in Johns Creek. Jack, you're in the game. Oh, that lovely. Oh, there he is. Jack, go ahead. Yeah, how you doing today? What's up, Jack? Hey, um, 
I think I think the Braves are okay. I think they've made uh, minimal risks with these guys, and they can go after somebody later in the season if they need to make some changes. Uh, one of the thing I one thing I think that they did wrong was getting rid of Nicky Lopez himself. I thought he was a good fit for anybody who was injured uh, to come in and fill in that spot. Uh, he's a quality player, and he had a decent bat. So I thought I thought they hurt themselves there, but going after somebody like Bellinger or something like that, you're going to pay too much money. You don't know if he's going to go back to the way he was with the Dodgers when they got rid of him. So I think it's too much of a risk, and I think we should just wait later when people are just trying to get rid of their their players but anyway. Wait, but wait for what? For but but wait for what? You're, you're going into the season with World Series expectations, right? So what are you waiting for? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, I really think that being around those veterans and the Braves team is such a great um, team and, and they have such good camaraderie uh, that they can they may be able to pull this guy out of what, what he was doing in Seattle. And who knows? He was a highly rated uh, ball player. And maybe he'd go back to his better ways, you know, and, and be in that system. They can they can make him a better player. He's a good fielder. Yeah. So, uh, no, you know, I, I got you, and I appreciate, I appreciate the phone rip. call, Jack. I, I, I I get it, but you're saying you're saying the key word there, and you said it a couple of times. Worth the risk. Worth the risk. Here's my problem with that sentence, right? Everyone out there listening at 404-726-0929. Worth the risk, right? There shouldn't be any risk or as minimal risk as possible. When you have the expectations that the Atlanta Braves have, that only the Dodgers and Astros share in those expectations, you have to do everything in your power to mitigate those exact same risks that our caller Jack was talking about. He mentioned the bullpen, Nicky Lopez. Yeah, the bullpen right now is kind of a mess. Luis Guillorme, David Fletcher, Forrest Wall, and Travis Darno, who's also going to DH some for Ozuna. Uh, that doesn't inspire anybody. So, listen, it's just it's tough to say that they did everything possible, and that's what I'm talking about today. 404-726-0929. Tyler's in Ackworth. Tyler. Hey, so I agree with what you're saying. I think the issue is as though we're dealing with the Atlanta Braves and not the New York Yankees or the Dodgers, and the Braves don't spend money like that, and they never will. My guess is the reason they didn't go for anything big this offseason was because they know they're going to have to pay Acuna. They know they're going to have to pay Albies. And guys like Bellinger are probably going to ask for at least three to five years, if not more. So then the question arises, can they afford a Bellinger at, say, $20, 25000000 million a year or even more? Who knows what, the, what he drives in the market on that, on, on that, on that talk. But, but wouldn't you agree that there's even a stopgap between what you're describing and Jared Kelnick? Like, there's, a, there's levels to this, right? Like, Jared Kelnick's never done it. You're talking about a guy like Bellinger who was an MVP candidate. There's got to be a middle ground, right? There probably is, but my guess is – so this is my thought. The Braves are at their max spending level as of today. I don't think they're comfortable spending a dollar more than what they are today. So I'm curious how they're going to restructure an Acuna and an Albies or even a uh, – you know, I, I'm personal belief that Freed's gone. He'll, he'll be a free agent eventually. Like, he won't be a forever Brave. Um, so then who do we go in to replace him? We're going to have to homegrown somebody again because – 
the Braves are kind of more like a uh, – I look at it like this. They're a Georgia Tech. They have to grow players, and hopefully they don't get picked off. They're not a Georgia who's going to go in and just sign every five-star five star under the sun, if you're doing like an analogy there. No, the I, Braves are just going to have to grow it up. It's a good analogy, and I thank you for the phone call. Good points all around, Tyler and Ackworth. See, what, what is John Fricky? Noel, you ever notice John Fricky has a problem with Ackworth? I don't know why John Fricky has a problem with Ackworth. That was a great call from Tyler and Ackworth. You know what we're going to do? We're going to clip that, and we're going to send it right to John Fricky's doorstep. See, there's, there's talented callers out there in Ackworth. I don't know what his problem is. Me and John Fricky just disagreeing all over the place today. All right, let's go to Alex out in Canton. How you doing today, man? What's up, Alex? I'm um, just headed home from work. But, uh, yeah, so my thoughts on this are... I think they're just patching it up, and I get that you. what you're saying is it's not good enough to patch it, but I think we're so good that a patch job will get us to the trade deadline, and then we'll make the big push. I believe AA is going to make the big push at the trade deadline to finish the season off strong for the postseason. You get what I mean? Yeah, I get you, and I appreciate the phone call, Alex out in Canton, but here's the problem again. If, 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 what if Kelnick hits 218 and he's got seven home runs, 26 RBIs, and his OPS is like 680, and you're heading into the All-Star break? What the heck do you do? You got to have a backup plan, man. And right now, they don't have one. And you just can't assume that they're going to be able to clean it up at the trade deadline. That's a big assumption. Again, for a team with... World Series or bust expectations. What is, what's in the back of your head can't be, eh, well, if the plan doesn't work, we'll just fix it in the trade deadline. No, 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 no. That plan needs to be solidified going into day one. The Astros are solidified. The Dodgers are solidified. The Braves, out of the big three that I'm calling it, those teams that are able to win a World Series, not so much. All right, more of your phone calls when we get back. 404-726-0929. I see you, Ignacio, MJ, DK. Hang on tight. I'll be back in five minutes to take more of your calls. This hour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Chris Thomas in for the boys right here. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, Odyssey app. Noel, this is something we'll have a little fun with in the last hour here. I'm going to share this with you. Everyone in the audience, start thinking now. And you can hit up the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line at 404 726 0929 or hit me up on Twitter at C Thomas Radio. Darren Ravel just tweeted out from the Daytona 500. The signature food of the day is the pile up, a warm, soft pretzel stacked with crispy chicken tenders, fries, gooey cheese sauce, chili, and bacon. And this thing, this thing basically looks like a Panera bread bread bowl with all of that stuff inside of it. And it's going to run you 24 bucks. Noel, does that interest you? Um, no, but I know it, I know it does a lot of people. <laughs> so that's not for, so what is your if you were to go to a stadium, which is what I'm getting to here, and get a guilty pleasure food, what would you get? I'm simple. I always want the loaded nachos. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Every time I'm at Mercedes Benz. But this is kind of like a loaded soft pretzel. Yeah. What, what turns you off about it? Is it the gooeyness, the chili, the bacon? What 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 about it's this? It's the gooeyness do and the twenty five bucks, but the twenty five bucks is always going to turn me off. Yeah, that that's true as well. <laughs> All right, so what? So text me or tweet me and let me know four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. What is the best stadium food guilty pleasure? What is the best 
stadium food guilty pleasure. Let me know. Tweet the show at 404-726-0929 at C. Thomas Radio, 404-726-0929. That is also where we are taking your phone calls on this Brave situation. Let's head all the way out to the West Coast. Ignacio in California, you're in the game. What's up, man? Hello, my friend. No, Ignacio Alvarez from the North Port. Yes, Florida. sir. What do you think about these Braves, man? Bro, I played for Atlanta Braves, Ignacio Alvarez. So what do you Not think sure. about what do you think about your team, man, Ignacio? I I want to tell you the team is looking good. Uh, I'm here right now. I'm sitting with Forrest Wall. What's going on, man? We're here in Northport. I believe the team is uh, very good this year. We have guys in the Dominican Summer League. In a couple of years, they'll make maybe Jose Prodomo, uh, Luis Guanipa. Uh, we're very exciting about the pitching. And everybody here is excited. And like we say, we're all series. Our boss is our motto. And I think we're going to take it all this year. All right. Let me, let me do a little quiz on you, Ignacio. Let's have a little fun with this. What position do you play, Ignacio? Man, right now, Brian Snicker said I could play anywhere. I prefer the third base. I prefer third, maybe short. Okay. How tall are you, Ignacio? And how much do you weigh? Ah, <laughs> uh, you want to know how tall I am. Well, it depends on if I wear my cleats or not. Yeah, give me, give me with the cleats on. What do you weigh? How tall are you, and how much do you weigh? Yes, sir. I think with my cleats, you know, the boys like to say I say maybe six, but I think I come in maybe, honestly, maybe five ten. Okay, and what about your weight? My weight? Yeah. You also know my weight, man. I hopefully I I shred some pounds down here. <laughs> well, they got you lifted at listed at one ninety. Is that a fair shake? Eh. I think I put on a little bit more muscle since, but we will see. I've been hitting the, I've been trying to do the, uh, the leg press with Strider. It's hard to keep well, up. Oh yeah, I saw some pictures of him today. He was looking pretty buffed out, Ignacio. Yes, yes, very, very good team. Uh, everybody here always in good, good standing. Funny team to be around, and you know me. I ho- hopefully I make the roster. I just want to say, uh, let's go Braves. All right. One more question before I let you go. What college did you go to, Ignacio? You want to know my college? Yeah. What, what college I, I did you go California. to? California. Yeah. What college? What's the name of it? You should know, my friend. Well, I want you to know. That's what, that's what I'm asking you right now. What college did you go to, Ignacio? Only high, school bro- only high school brother. Oh, I don't know. It says right here you went to Riverside Community College. Riverside Community College. To me, high school players. Okay. All right, Ignacio, go Braves. Yes, sir. All right. That was uh, a check-in with our very own Ignacio Alvarez of the Braves, a young shortstop prospect checking in on the show. You never know who's going to call in on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. I have no idea if that was actually Ignacio or not. I'm going to assume it wasn't, but we had some fun there, didn't we? Um, I was trying to get him to slip up. I was looking at his stats page. But uh, he was there for me. He was, he was kind of countering a little bit with everything I had for him. All right, 404-726-0929. MJ. What do you Hello? got? Yeah, what do you got, MJ? I'd like to make three points if I could. Yes, sir. And number one, I think uh, I agree with you. Maybe we didn't do enough as far as getting uh, some more talent on this team. I know when we go to play when we played the Dodgers last year, 
uh, we kicked their butt, and they probably got a, sh- a chip on their shoulder. So I know they're waiting for us, you know, and that may, that may be the thorn in our side this year. My second my point, um, the Phillies, these two consecutive years, used a slider pitch uh, to get our batters out. I mean, I don't see Michael Harris being able to hit that pitch yet. He hasn't proven to me that he can hit that pitch. And some of the other Braves uh, players, they have trouble recognizing. I think that's on the hitting coach that they need to work on this this uh, uh, spring training. And my third uh, point I would like to make, I think uh, Spencer Strider needs a third pitch or a change-up because I think they're going to uh, – the league changes too quickly, and uh, I believe they're going to catch up to him if he doesn't have – something to throw them off and uh i'll, I'll listen to your comments off yeah there. appreciate it specifically on the third one i agree um i'm sure we'll hear a lot about that in spring training and through the first couple of starts that he makes everyone will be watching closely to see if he's added anything to his arsenal a lot of those a lot of times even if i haven't seen anything about that specifically if there is you can hit show it to me at c thomas radio on twitter but um i think that's necessary for his growth as a pitcher you're right he needs to pitch in order to be a guy that's able to consistently go through a lineup a second and third time and not just rely on, you know, fastball curveball or fastball changeup. He needs either some sort of new breaking ball, slider, slurve, whatever you want to call it to add to his arsenal to become a complete pitcher. So I think that's a that's a good option there. DK in Stone Mountain, DK. DK. Yo yo. Hey, can you hear me? I got you, man. What you got? I just wanted to comment a little bit on the World Series or bust. I mean, I don't have a problem with them saying that. I believe every year uh, all the players really believe that. Once they get to the end of the year and they didn't make it to the series and win the series, it was less than ideal. It, you know, it may not have been a complete failure, but it wasn't a total success. Right, so right. That's I, And I'm have, fine with that, too. But are they good enough to do so? Did AA and the Braves staff do enough, make enough additions this offseason to make them that? Absolutely. They've been good enough for years. It's just a matter of putting through the right, you know, the right momentum, the right mojo at the right time of year. They've fallen short. But, golly, what a great year and what a great run of 20, 30-plus right. years. Right, I, but it's, DK, it's no coincidence, right, that the bats fell apart in the postseason two years in a row. I mean, I don't know about it, whether there's really nothing in baseball to me that seems like it's a coincidence. Um, you know, it's just momentum. Most, uh, other pitchers are just picking up on things that the Braves did. It's hard to say, but maybe some fresh blood can change that. Maybe a young guy like a like the the guy from Seattle can can help. We certainly right. You know, but we certainly DK, got, got if, you're, the if you're the best team in baseball, you're supposed to be able to overcome that. Well, you make a great point. So at the end of the day, we're not the best team in baseball. The, the last team standing is the best team in baseball. I don't, you can call yourself whatever you want, but at the end of the day, whoever won the last series is the best team in baseball. Right, and here's my point. Go, going into this season, DK, and thank you for the phone call, if I said, who are you going to the Texas Rangers or the Atlanta Braves? Come on. It's not close. You're taking the Braves every single time. I know the Texas Rangers did what they did, but you're telling me that the last team standing is the one that gets represented as the best team in baseball. Eh, I mean, are they? Braves are still better. I think the Dodgers are better than them too, and the Astros could be as well. 404-726-0929. I have Jamie in McDonough. 
Yo, yo, what's up? What's How up, y'all doing today? Good, man. Thank you. What do you got? Uh, yeah, I'll, a couple of points here. So, uh, World Series bus have no problem with that, man. They're they're going to be ready to go. You know, um, are they good enough to win the World Series? Absolutely. But kind of chime in on like what you just what y'all are just talking about. I mean, it is the last team standing that. I mean, go look at the history of baseball. Usually, whoever's the best team that had the best record usually doesn't win the World Series. So, I mean, uh, the Braves are ready, man. I think they need to add a couple more pitches. My, my concern is really starting pitching. I don't see why they don't take a flyer on, on Bauer. Go get him for cheap, man, and roll with it. I mean, you have them, them, them five guys with Freed, Morton, Strider, Bauer, and Sale. That's tough, man. That is a tough rotation. Yeah, but Jamie. I think I, if they can, I mean. Here's the thing, I, though, Jamie, like and I'll I let you like, finish. Hey, Just hang tight, hang tight. I'll let you finish. Here's the problem with uh, Bauer. Um, Bauer and Sale, those two giant question marks, I think are a little bit too much for one team to take on. If they didn't bring in Sale and they had somebody else, I'd be a lot more okay with Bauer. But Bauer and Sale, both guys who need to prove themselves in the big leagues again and have high-temper personalities, I don't know if the Braves should take that on both at the same time. That's my only issue with Bauer. Yeah, I get it. But uh, I think, uh, I mean, I don't, I think, I think it's a, with a minimum what you can get for Bauer, I think it's, it's worth it. It's a high-upside, high-downside situation. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Jamie, appreciate the phone call, man. 404-726-0929. Let's squeeze in Manny and Cobb. Manny. Hey, Chris, how are you? What's up, Manny? Hey, man. Um, You know what? I have a question for you, but I'll make my comment first. I think they are good enough. Uh, I I, uh, would have liked to have kept uh, Grissom, but nevertheless, I I think that Alex has already said he's not going to spend a lot of money. I don't think they're going to spend it on uh, Acuna with a long-term deal uh, for uh, uh, $40 million a year. I do. My, my concern is if you're not happy with Sale and Kelnick, who do you think they should have signed? Because I don't know if there's really anybody out there considering the amount of money that Alex wants to spend. I think we are good enough. And I think every year, particularly this year for the Atlanta Braves, whether they say it or not, the players' mantra should be, hey, we're, we're going to World Series or bust. We did not achieve if we don't go. I think the Braves also need to look at, I would have liked to have seen Chipper Jones or Tony Gwynn, which neither one of them would take the job, as a hitting instructor. I think when the same thing happens with the bats going cold, I wonder what the hitting instructor, are these guys pressing too much or what's going on? But we've got a risk with these guys who have overachieved, like Garcia and uh, Azuna, who was up and down. So I think they have what they need. I think they can do it. And my question to you, who would you recommend they get, considering what would have been available? Yeah, I appreciate the phone call, Manny. Thanks, as always, for checking in. Manny's a good caller to Dukes and Bell as well. A couple of guys out there. How about our old friend Jorge Soler? You know, I know he's mostly a DH, but you could have played him in spots. Lourdes Gurriel Jr., that guy's a hell of a player. Teoscar Hernandez, that guy's a hell of a player. Hunter Renfro, that guy's a hell of a player. Harrison Bader, when he's healthy, that guy's a hell of a player. There were guys out there that could have been had that I think are more at least of a All I'm talking about, guys and gals, is the difference between a complete unknown in Jared Kelnick 
and the next level up. Somebody mentioned Cody Bellinger before. I'm looking to find the guy that was in between those two, Jared Kelnick and Cody Bellinger. There were guys out there. I just listed about five of them. In terms of pitching, the guy for me would have been Jordan Montgomery. I would have tried to pry him away from Texas no matter what it costs. He's a great pitcher. He gives you length. He gives you innings, and he's great in the postseason. So a couple of guys that I think the Braves could have went for, but clearly they were just out of their price range. That's just what it comes down to. All right, 404-726-0929. Craig, DT, hang on, I'll get to you this hour. Brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. We'll get to you when we get back. Add on to the phone lines at 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. Plus, before the hour is up, we got to hear from Noelle. She's got five true-false questions, and we are going to chat with Randy Muller as well. He is a former NFL exec giving us advice on what the Falcons should do this offseason. Jam-packed, loaded final hour coming your way. When we get back, more of your calls, 404-726-0929. Are the Braves good enough to win a World Series? You tell me. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.